If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Again, that's my very bad uh, representation of how Ryan McCaffrey would sound like if he were me. <laughs> I'm Stella Chung, and Ryan is still out on vacation, which is fine. Well-deserved rest. But today, I am joined by Miranda, who is always here with me. Miranda, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for hosting. I'm just so excited to see you hosting, too. So I was like, yay. <laughs> Stella's here to help. Yeah, we're both here to help each other. And, yes. of course, we have our super smart about all PC and Xbox, anything specs. Like, if you need anything tech-related, you can go to Taylor, who is our special guest today. Yay, I'm glad to be back. Hello. Yes, I love this panel. I, like... Yes. This is, this is going to be really great. And also, it's great because we have a surprise ID at Xbox Showcase that just dropped today. So we have a lot to talk about. I'm going to go to our guest first. Taylor, did you like the format of the show? Yeah, you know, I feel that indie games tend to just get overlooked really easily, mm -hmm. especially with a lot of the blockbuster titles. And 2023 is looking pretty stacked right now with a lot of just like the heavy hitters like Star Wars Jedi Survivor that's still supposed to come out. Starfield is coming out later this year. So the format of the show is a good framework to kind of provide context for people like me that don't keep too close of an eye on the indie scene. And it gives me a better idea of like, oh, I might actually like this game, seeing the gameplay, learning more about the control mechanics and things like that. It, that is all important context that allows me to go, hmm, you know what? I'm going to drop some money on this. Yeah, Miranda, I think you have similar thoughts, but um, how did you feel about the showcase today? I thought it was so much fun. So before this, they were just doing like weekly-ish trailers for idea Xbox games coming up, whether if one of the games they were supporting had a new trailer coming out, they kind of just put them into like one big trailer, um, sort of voiceless, but this gave it a lot more personality. And also, as Taylor said, made it more of a celebration for these games that are coming out uh, or are already out, actually. Some of the... Um, titles that they covered in the stream were already out and kept it to an hour, which is perfect. I also really enjoyed that they give context to the game developers themselves and maybe some of their ideas and their games. And that's not something we really got as much in some of those past videos that I had seen previously. 
Uh, and I think it's just nice to have a bigger celebratory event because it makes me more inclined to want to watch rather than be like, oh, well, their bundle of trailers dropped. That's a little less interesting, right? Whereas this, obviously, they had to put some effort in. And I mean, not that you putting it together a video <laughs> doesn't require effort, but I think it's a little bit different sort of effort when, again, you're getting context for all these studios and a little bit more of the backgrounds of the games, too. So I really loved it. And also, they did get some good shout outs to other IDEA Xbox programs they have going on. So this is the 10th year of IDEA Xbox, which is just fantastic to see how it's grown. Uh, and one of the big changes that they announced during GDC was the Developer Acceleration Program, which is to help um, different studios get, you know, their games funded to get on Xbox, but also the funding it doesn't limit them to only Xbox. And I think just the work that they're doing there to make sure that we get to see games from people of all backgrounds and from all over the world is really cool. So I liked it. Yeah, I, I really like that they have decided to give ID at Xbox, like all the indie games, their own showcase, which is really nice. Um, and obviously people are going to be asking for their favorite indie games, but it's really good to see so much else get announced. And uh, I agree with both of you about how I loved the breakdowns on each game. That really, because I think for indie games, it's really easy for people to just skim over like, oh, that doesn't really look like my playstyle. But then you look at it and you're like, oh, wait. This has so many different elements that I didn't expect, and maybe I'll check it out, especially if it's on Game Pass. I mean, it's such a good way to show how the games run, what all has gone into it, and I feel like it's just so much better for actually getting these indie games a fighting chance amongst all the other like AAA titles that are coming out. That's the thing, too, though. Not all of these will be on Game Pass, so mm -hmm. just because this idea of Xbox doesn't guarantee that, but when they do have that, to your point, it's like such a better way so that we can get to know the developers a little bit more and then maybe buy more of their games, hopefully. Yeah, I feel like this came at a really great time because we were kind of concerned about the indie game situation at Xbox and we were like, hey man, uh, maybe with Games with Gold, you could do something with more with indie games, like bring more to light about games that people may have been looking over and we had a showcase, which is great. So. Taylor, I want to go to you first. What games really stood out to you? There, there were a couple of titles that were shown, maybe like a dozen? If I can count about, um, but what what caught your eye? I gotta say the the last case of Benedict Fox actually caught my eye just because of just the the color and the style, the art design. I was like, wow, this really it, it, I, to me it stood out from all the other games. With just it, that was just that's the one I liked the most. Okay, yeah. Um, are you? Mm, it's like a mystery game too, though, as a side scroller. So. How do you imagine the story is going to pan out? Because, like, there the, obviously you have a lot of different powers as uh, Benedict Fox. So, how do you imagine the story is going to pan out with like the tech, detective elements and the platforming? That I'm not sure, but I I would be curious to see just how they format that because I was getting like Ori in the Blind Forest vibes yeah! from just like the art style. I was like, okay, so now they're adding that, but then they're also adding like a detective story, some like like any of the Batman Arkham games, and I was like, hmm, okay. I was like. I don't know how they're going to handle this. And even just looking at the gameplay, I'm getting, it just, I was like, wow, I don't know how they're going to manage to do this, do both of these things. But if it, if they could do both, I would be very impressed. But one thing I'd like to know more specifically is wh why they chose to make this like that, a 2D side-scrolling game with these elements, because I feel like those two together just organically doesn't make sense. But again, I'm curious to see how it works because if it, if they could pull it off, that'd be great. Yeah, it, 
honestly looks really intriguing. Um, I hope it's not a scary game because it looks kind of horror <laughs> elementy, and I'm not yeah. about that. But like Resident Evil Four is about my cap with horror <laughs> games, so <laughs> so I'm excited. It looks like there's a lot of really good puzzles too, so I feel like it'll be a really good game. But uh, Miranda, I know you're really excited to talk about your games that stood out to you today. Homestead Arcana. <laughs> fantastic actually so a lot of these games i had already heard of previously but there were a handful that i hadn't and homestarter akana was one of them uh which was basically sold as would you like to be a witch on the frontier and farm which i said yes yes i would especially if it's got like that sort of western-esque feeling to it so basically the whole goal is that the the land is kind of sick and through farming and making your home and using like good, nice earth magic, you can sort of cure it and make things good. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So another one of those like sort of cozy farming simulator sort of games, which honestly, there's so many at this point, which is, I think, pretty cool because they all have their own unique twist, right? Um, but this one just seems like especially perfect for me, especially since I'm, I'm very into the Western vibe. And I think there's also supposed to be like some combat too. So it gets into that action element as well, which I also look for for my farming games usually. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be a lot of fun. And you can get a lot of cool things going with potion making as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Yeah, I honestly, what got me about this game, I was like, oh, okay, farming. Okay, sure. All right. And then I saw the outfits and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw the cute that. cat whose name is Huckleberry, apparently, and I just Huckleberry. think that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cozy. I was, I wasn't like, I'm not entirely sold on it yet, uh, but I feel like you probably have a choice of just like foraging and just being able to plant things and you know grow your farm, which is like that's one of the things that I liked about uh, oh my god, what is it called? Cult of the Lamb, right? Like you have mm -hmm. the option to go and do the um, dungeons, or you could just stay and like manage your your cult, which is great. So I feel like if there's that sort of option, I would definitely be into this for more of the farming sim thing. But I, I don't know, the, the witch outfits was, was the biggest thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things that I liked about this too is it's almost strangely a very lonely game um whereas a lot of the big farming simulator games you have right now also have that town simulation aspect where mm -hmm. you are making relationships with other people in town maybe getting romance but this one's so much more about your solo adventure of like making your own home and or that's what it seems like anyway like i didn't see a lot of like relationship aspects here so it's a lot more focused on the crafting and combat side of developing this area and then of course the magic side with the potions and spells that you'll probably have and outfits as we're seeing if you're watching <laughs> so <laughs> um but yeah so i think this would be honestly for me great steam deck game something that's sort of chill i've really gotten back into minecraft lately and even though it's been nice playing by myself i think without so much direction sometimes it, it stresses me out a bit because i'm like no one's got my back what if i get <laughs> got and drop all my stuff and i'm like ah i have to like you know pace myself and it's its own fun adventure but i think something like this could be nice to mix into to just have uh something that's maybe a little bit more chill but also just enough action and direction to where i can mm -hmm. relax with it and have a good time with some plants yeah i i really like this game but i feel like something i feel like this one kind of spoke to all of us um i really liked oh my god where did it go ah the the Ex explorator is that what we said i i we, yeah, we, we decided on 
Explorator, right. Explorator. Yeah, yes. they were they were making jokes about this <laughs> on the stream too. It's like explore explorator, which is like that's silly us explorator. Yeah. 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 They were uh, just nervous. It happens to the best of us. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, let me let me just say words are hard. Okay. Words are really hard. Speaking <laughs> as a writer, so if someone has to pronounce them for scripts, oh you'd be God. surprised. Uh English English language is wild. But yes, Stella, please continue because I know this is like your top one, right? This is, yeah, it was just surprising because at first when I saw the art style, I was like, okay, this is giving me like, you know, what is it, that Adult Swim show, uh, Smiling Friends, uh, that sort of art style. I was like, I don't know if I'm into that, but then I saw it and I was like, what? First person shotgun, all these little guys with their little swords and stuff. This looks so fun. And like everything screaming at you. I'm like, yes, this is my kind of chaos. Um, so just to give a little bit of background, this is an action adventure FPS and it's de developed by a very small French studio called Remnant Game Studio. And um, to, to add to your point, Miranda, about development and what ID at Xbox can do for indie developers. Uh, Sydney, one of the developers, actually said on Twitter, my game has an official announcement thanks to ID at Xbox, thanks to them and what they do for ind independent developers. It's great. So this is like a really great way for them to showcase their game and get an announcement out in general, which is fantastic because this game, I... I saw the chat just kind of explode. I'm like, what is this? This is awesome. This is what? This is so different. And I, I love being able to see all those reactions because you wouldn't have gotten that if they had just released it on their own, right? Like this announcement trailer. So it's really cool. The art style is gorgeous. And I'm so curious to learn about what the story is because right now it's just like, it's set in the world of Atlantis, but like there's so much chaos. And I don't know, it looks really cute and endearing. And I definitely want to play it. Right, yeah, you have like these cute little lizard guys. I, I called this like the biggest tone shift we saw of this entire thing. And then suddenly a plant comes to life and is attacking you and you have to shoot it down. And again, yeah. the scene is set by it being peaceful, library, cool exploration. And then it's just like, all right, guys, time to go guns blazing. And that art style, as you said, was really cool because it has like this 3D environment with these 2D-esque characters. And so I think just the style ju juxtaposition just looks so stunning and obviously very eye-catching so if you guys didn't see this trailer absolutely do <laughs> yeah it's honestly it looks like a different style to doom which i was thinking about doom yesterday because i was listening to there's this post on twitter that was like oh what music is barbie listening to you in her new movie trailer where she's bopping in her car and i was like oh it's definitely <laughs> the only thing they fear is you from doom and so i was, thinking about doom and I was like wait a minute the shotgun oh the way that creature came in and flew oh my god that's one of the meatball demons the caca demons yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, anyways i got doom on the brain so i was like yeah this is great this is like a different style i love it <laughs> fantastic um yeah so oh yeah i wanted to call out the idea at xbox thing but uh taylor did you have another game that stood out to you no, I was good. You you had pointed it out. The explorator. I was okay. just, uh, just like I, I'm watching the images and just looking at the images now. And I, I, yeah, I, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, wow, this is this looks really peaceful. This looks really chill. Probably gonna be narrative driven. And then next thing you know, there's the screaming plant, and then you're packing heat. I was like, oh my god, we're packing heat. What? <laughs> just, I was like, what's going on? You just explode that, and then the plant thing just explode. It just. I was like, what is going on? I was like, I, I'm hooked. I was like, mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting this to be. An extremely lush and beautiful Doom game that's also 2D art style, but I'll take it. It looks pretty. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, okay, I, I'll i go back to Miranda because, like, I feel like we could just talk about this forever, but, um, Honestly, Miranda. Honestly, we could. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? <laughs> um, 
Oh wait, no, Miranda, yours was also the explorer. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah we took it <laughs> on the team. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I guess one quick shout out before we end the segment is uh, how they handled the Vampire Survivors DLC. So that was really cool. So the way they ended this ID Xbox showcase was by giving call to one of the developers of Vampire Survivors and just going through what's coming up with the DLC. It was a nice little interview, of course, with some features of the upcoming DLC as well. So just a cool way to like cap the showcase and say that's what we've got today and just kind of give a little bit of an extra spotlight to one that I think of course a lot of folks know and play as well Yeah, uh, thank you for bringing up Vampire Survivors because I did want to talk about the DLC, which is Tales of the Fiskari, which is landing April 13th, so it's really soon. And it's only $2, so go get it if you enjoyed it. And I'm pretty sure it's also going to be on uh, Game Pass because the game is on Game Pass as well. So, um, but yeah, it, it goes into this setting, which is set in the Great Forest, and there's a Fiskari Academy, which is a school that divides the next generation of warriors, scholars, and leaders, and there are three houses, so it's kind of like Harry Potter-esque with like the different different houses that you can be in, which is really cool. Um, and I feel like they're going to have characters from that lore base, which is really cool. And so it's going to feature eight new characters with 13 new weapons, one new stage, seven music tracks, and 20 new achievements. So it's really great. Also, we want to shout out that they got a BAFTA Game Awards, uh, a, a, an award, and they actually beat out um god of war ragnarok and elden ring for best game and game design which is incredible wow so yeah it's so great that an indie game like this which look like you know when you first watch it you're just like oh this looks like a pretty simple game but once you play it you realize there's so much complexity behind it and it's so great to see it get recognized especially an indie game that beat out elden ring and god of war that like dominated all other game awards so, yeah i would say yeah vampire survivor is started as a little thing that like blew up pretty quick it feels like and they've just done a really good job of supporting it so it's cool to see that yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see them get the recognition they deserve um and actually there's a fun fact i did not realize this uh Ponkel, the developer he actually used to work in the gambling industry like gambling gaming industry so he incorporated his past knowledge of those games into this one. So he used the flashy graphics to kind of grab your attention and continue you playing, um, especially so that that one animation when you open a chest, that's exactly one of the animations that he specifically did for like the gambling thing. Cause it's like, it's like flashy. It's like, oh, what am I gonna get? Uh, so yeah, anyways, that was, that was a really fun fact really that funny. I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> huh. You learn something new every day. Yeah, I looked up and I was like, oh, that's so weird, but all right, it works. <laughs> Okay, so in less happy news, as we loved ID at Xbox, it's great, but we do unfortunately have to cover one news. Um, ARC 2 was delayed to 2024, uh, and they are offering a next-gen version of the original game, but it comes with some disappointments. <laughs> so uh, they actually ended up delaying ARC 2 because Studio Wildcard, the developers behind ARC, also said that they're working with Unreal Engine 5 and it's giving them a lot of technical issues. So the direct quote is, our goal is to make ARC 2 the best game it can be and provide a truly exceptional and rewarding experience for players. Unreal Engine 5 is incredibly new technology to us and all developers, and we aim to use this cutting edge tech to its fullest potential while creating a game with never before achieved scope at Studio Wildcard. So they obviously need a lot more time for development because they're learning this new tech, which is perfectly understandable. Um, and ARC 2 is only going to be current gen, so it's not going to be PS4 or Xbox One, which I think it's actually going to be an Xbox exclusive. So 
yeah, it's it's not going to be for past consoles. Um, but they are coming out with this thing called Ark Survival Ascended, which is a remaster of Ark One, and it has the island, the battle royale spinoff, survival of the fittest, and all the non-canon DLC maps. And it comes with graphical and performance upgrades as well, and cross-platform multiplayer and cross-progression and cross-platform modding supported by Overwolf. And you would think, wow, this is great. But the thing is, you have to buy the Ark Respawn bundle on PC and Xbox, which is about $50 and includes Ark, includes this package and Ark 2. But here's the caveat. They're closing all of Ark 1 Originals servers and you're not going to have access to the first game. So that's the one thing. You have to buy the game again. Oh, that's yeah. a bummer. It's like, oh, I, I have all my things. Like, no, sorry, you can't access it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. And the worst all part your is. Dino eggs smashed. I know. <laughs> and the worst part is that PS5 cl- players have to purchase the Survival Ascended pack as a standalone game because, again, the second game is not coming to PS5. Right? So they're going to have to pay $40 for a game they already own. So, yeah, it's not a great look. Um, A lot of players are really upset because if you play these survival games, you spend so much time building your base, you know, taming all of these, uh, I almost said dragons, dinosaurs, and that's (laughs) a lot of work that you're losing. Now, you do get to, you get to take your save data from the original game to the next game, but you have to buy the game to even access that, right? Because the other servers are closing down, which you can apparently play on uh unsupported service but like why would you want to do that so i don't know taylor how do you how do you feel about this i mean well first off i'll I'll start with the very brief good news is that at least you're able to transfer your data over but still hang again for it it's not a good look Uh, i can't remember i I, is the is the remaster uh of the original is that running on unreal engine 5 as well i i thought i might have read something that said that or maybe i read something that I'm not sure. That's a good question. Let's see. I thought I read something about that. I was like, I don't know if that was just weird, uh, like worded weirdly or or something. I was like, huh, that's interesting. I was like, Mm. I was like, if that's the case, I can kind of understand it, but not really. At least make an upgrade path. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's powered by Unreal Engine Five. Okay, (laughs) cool. Um, I'm glad it's a good. It's a good way for them to kind of get a test of the waters of how to use Unreal Engine 5. I mean, I know we had that state of Unreal pretty recently, like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wow, I can't wait. We have games that look like that. So, of course, delays suck, but I was like, look, if, if that means that we can get at least a little step closer to having stuff looking like that, I'll take it. But I guess going back to just the remaster of the original game, yeah, it's it stinks. I wish there was, like, an upgrade path similar to what happened in 2020 when, you know, people were going in between the previous generation to this current generation of consoles like oh yeah here's a here's a little upgrade path i'm not saying it had to be five dollars or ten dollars but you know forty dollars is a little steep 30 30 i think would have been a little more justified yeah i the original game also was around 30 as well so it kind of makes sense that that would have been it but also like a free upgrade would have been nice um so it, it does feel weird i personally have a weird history with arc like i played it when it was first in beta and everything and then when it officially came out i was like well i don't want to i already played it i know what it's about i'm not not much has changed so i'm not going to buy it and i know a lot of other players who kind of experienced that um but miranda how do you feel about all this news about arc 2 um and also the remaster kind of getting into this package i'm surprised that they're closing the old servers given that like all the playstation players won't 
get the arc two benefit which is very strange and i'm like man did did vin diesel kill the old server <laughs> it's like was it just too expensive um so for people who have not played arc two or are excuse me no one's played arc two that i know of um uh, but if you have wow okay flex um but for folks who have not played arc like myself the reason i know it is because one of my teammates at uh, casey she's really into it and she was talking about like console commands and other stuff and about like the, the eggs that you can get. So I was like the egg joke earlier. But the reason I remember Arc 2 is because that's the one that has been Diesel in it. And everyone's yes. just like, why? <laughs> that is, it's just really uh, yeah. weird. Um, I saw I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a choice. <laughs> is he just so complex that he's just like breaking Unreal 5? Like what's happening here? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, I'm just kidding. I'm, I know Gainvelp is very, very difficult. And so the delay I don't think is the problem. It's just the server shutdown, which is a big shame. But of course, running servers is not free. But I so like I sympathize with the studio maybe needing that because they are putting a lot of work into the remaster to put the game in Unreal 5. But at the same time, it's like, man, if you play this on on a Sony platform, that's that's a big old yikes, man. I I at least there's some extra value if you're playing on PC or Xbox, but I don't I don't love it. Not a fan. Yeah, so it is a timed exclusive to the Xbox. So yeah. it, it'll at some point on it's unreleased. It's like unannounced what date and time it'll come to I'll other consoles. Here, like we've seen. Yeah, so and and the same thing went for the original game as well. It was also a timed exclusive, which did really well for Xbox. It does suck that there's no bundle for the PS5 currently, so you're kind of out of luck with buying that really nice deal bundle for the remaster and the second game because it's it's actually not that bad. You're basically getting two games for fifty dollars, which is great. Um, but it it does suck that there is no deal like that for PS5. But it is. I'm excited for Arc 2 because it's supposed to be very different from Arc 1. It's supposed to have completely different game styles, which is why they also decided to remaster their original game. Mm -hmm. So Arc 2 is supposed to be more of like a... It's supposed to have more Souls-like combat. So it's supposed to be darker, a little bit grittier, more focused on like combat that way, um, as opposed to like a survival in a dinosaur-infested world. So it'll be interesting. But I do feel bad that they are shutting down servers. And I know that the, it is expensive to run servers, but um, I wish it had been something like Overwatch, where they consolidated the two games really well, um, especially since the people who are still playing Arc, like, they've been playing forever, so it does oh, kind of suck that me. they have to... Bless you. Thank you, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, it does suck that they have to, like, buy the game all over again, so... Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, but I don't think we particularly have any connections to ARC, but we are sorry for any hardcore players who are having to figure out this pricing. Um, but yeah, moving on. There is, this is this is all for Taylor. Taylor brought this to our attention, which is super cool. There's a new Xbox wireless controller that's made from CDs, water jugs, and other controller parts. So Xbox wanted to try and do better about being more environmentally friendly. So to celebrate this year, they created an Xbox controller that has recovered plastics with one third of it being made from regrind and reclaimed materials. So they mixed post-consumer recycled resins with regrind consisting of previously molded colored parts. Uh, and they decided to go for this earth tone, which I'll get to Miranda about how she feels about that. 
Um, but it's really cool because they want to try and make gaming more sustainable because we really don't think about how much of an impact like all these electronics we throw out and recycle have an impact on the world. So it's really cool. They wanted to do something for Earth Day and they decided to take things from headlight covers, plastic water jugs and CDs, and they recycled that and made that into this controller, which is really cool. And I understand this color scheme was made to kind of reflect the earth, right? But, um, oh yeah, and this also comes with an Xbox rechargeable battery pack, which is great. And you can use this on your Series X and S, Xbox One and Windows, which is great. And it's $84.99, but, it's really cool. It comes with all these really great features, Bluetooth technology for your PC and mobile devices too, which is great. And I think it has a dedicated share button as well. Yeah, which is fantastic. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D V P N dot com slash U N L O C K D, and that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Taylor, what do you think about this? You're a tech person. Oh, I, I love this. Uh, as, <laughs> as someone who also cares deeply about the environment um, and just like nature conservation and all, all that stuff, you know, I when I when I saw the blog post for this, I was like, oh, my. and then I got the email from Xbox PR. And I was like, I was like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a little nervous. 
when I first read, like when I first saw this controller, like okay, it's it's like more sustainable. It's a uh, it's environmentally friendly. I was like, but does it use AA batteries? So then when I saw that it does include the Xbox rechargeable battery pack, I think that's like twenty five dollars on its own. So I was like, I was like, wow, they really committed to the full bit. I love this. I know Miranda has some has some thoughts about the color. And while I will say I'm not the biggest fan of green, I will say that for some, I don't know, just looking at it from the whole angle, just like a whole little three sixty degree turn. I, I, it works in a way. I don't, I don't know how to explain this, but when I look at this, it looks like I'm in a forest and I'm getting that vibe. I think it's very consistent with just the whole design and inspiration for the controller itself. It, I know some people might have some feelings about how it's a, it costs a little bit more. Just it's mm-hmm. like, it's like $85. I was like, I can understand that, especially since it comes with that rechargeable battery pack. So I was like, I think that alone makes it justifiable. But what I found more interesting was that um, the regrind it is from leftover controller parts from the Xbox One era controller. And I just thought that was interesting. I, I just, I was like, wow. And I know that, you know, over the last several years, Xbox has really been trying to be, uh, trying to, you know, better be better about its sustainability efforts. I know that their parent company, Microsoft, said that it wants to be carbon negative by 2023. So I'm glad that Xbox is, you know, doing, uh, you know, playing its part in trying to help them get more to that to that mission. Because, you know, it's 2023 now. So it's like, you know, seven years, you got about seven years. Let's let's <laughs> let the clock is ticking. So I, I'm excited. I hope they do more of this. I, I my, my, in a perfect world, and I'm sure it will probably happen down the road, but I would hope that in the future they just do that with all their controllers. I mean, especially with the Xbox One. I, I don't know how many Xbox One controllers are just laying around there, but if you could just regrind those and then repurpose them and then make a newer controller, why not do that? Why aren't we doing that now? That'd be great. Yeah. So they have a, a select number of controllers. So on their sustainability at Xbox page, so they actually have launched like a full thing to like show what efforts they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, so on their reducing waste section, they showed like a certain collection of Xbox controllers that quote um, contain twenty percent or more post-consumer recycle resin. So. That's good. And that includes things like the um, different two. I think there's like the two camo colored ones. There's like a red and then a blue camo colored Mm on nice. Here we are on the website if you're watching. Um, And then one of the others that they have too is the Stellar Shift Special Edition controller, which is actually one of my very favorite controllers that I have. Um, (gasps) And it is it is like, I don't know. Xbox has really been popping off with the controllers is all I'm going to say. And it's. (laughs) It's so tempting, but it's cool that they are integrating some of the sustainability throughout different collections that they have. And I believe they also noted too that Xbox Design Lab, when it was relaunched, they also have their colors and you know the, the controllers that they design and send out have post-consumer recycled plastic as well. So just really getting into that, which I know <laughs> sometimes I do things where you're like, Randy, you're a nerd. But then then it's like, Randy, you're really a nerd. But it's like, oh, I remember this one podcast I listened to about how the recycling industry is wild and how much of your recycling actually just goes to the trash because there's not a market to buy the recycled materials and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so it's just good to see them saying, hey, we're using these specifically. Um, that being said, I think the price is the really hard part here, right? Mm. So recycling is probably, you know, not cheap. Um, it's important, but it's also not cheap and they're still running a business. So having the 80, what is essentially $85 price tag for this is like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's a good controller, but it's it's just another standard controller that has a rechargeable battery pack. And I think, Taylor, to your point that it probably is the battery pack that's costing so much. 
Because, like, right now, you can get this kick-ass Stellar Shift one for $60. It's so good, guys. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. And um, then if this... you buy the $25 battery pack, then it equals out to $85. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, that's true. So you are getting that. But I think that's that tends to be yeah. the issue. Um, so I, I appreciate that they're trying something and trying to make a very specific, hey, we, we love the Earth controller, basically, which... <laughs> Uh, yeah, the colors, not my jam, <laughs> not my jam, uh, it's just, the greens, they clash, and they're supposed to mimic some stuff in the Washington wild, or, like, Washington nature mm. in the forest, like, with certain mosses and things, I'm like, that's great. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's fine, I'll stick with the space theme stuff, and, and that's that's good for me, but... But, you know, it, that's the thing, right? It's like there's something for everybody, and I'm sure there's some people out there who love it, which is great. So, some people were you. out there crying if they really love green. They're like, oh, wow, this, this is controller <laughs> for me. Oh, who needs Xbox Live Lab? I'll just buy this. <laughs> I will say the the rechargeable pack is probably really, really nice. But yeah. I'm saving for other controllers that <laughs> I, I want. Like, I, I know I probably want another Elite Series 2 at some mm. point, so that's what I'm saving for. But, yeah, actually, I have... So this on my desk, I still oh, have cool. my, yes. So yeah. this was like after the relaunch. So I'm just like, yes, I helped save the earth <laughs> a little bit. So it makes me a little bit happy. I love this thing so much. I love Xbox controllers. And I, every time they come out with new collections, even this one, I really like the blue that's on their back um, for this Earth Day one. And I'm like, oh my God, I, and the stellar one that you had, I was like, I want all of these, but I know I will not <laughs> use them and I have no place for them. So it's so awful. Here's the thing. If you assign your controllers to different places in your house, like one you just put in your kitchen, you're like, Marina, why would you put in your kitchen? It's like, listen, because sometimes I want to play a game on my phone and I want to tether my Xbox controller to my phone and I don't want to have to go find one, okay? <laughs> but so <laughs> smart. Do you have one just like on your bathroom sink? Like, do you no, just I don't have it that far. Not that far. Okay. <laughs> so my bathroom storage is very limited. So. I was just saying, like, like <laughs> if you're brushing your teeth, but you're like, you know, what? I'm gonna brush my teeth, but I'm also gonna play some Hi-Fi Rush on my I iPad. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, that's actually oh. not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, how do you do that though? You can't do that. You can't do that. I know. Wait, that's but but like, I've been wanting to try and take more baths because like my muscles get super sore after workouts. This yeah, would be a I great relate. time to like engage Bath my brain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i I'm, I'm so glad we could problem solve this also Yay. my cat swanson would like to say hello hi swanson, hello, swanson. That's modern problems is... require modern solutions yes, yes. and the, the big reason here is that microsoft is just doing too good of a job with their controllers like i say that in just the most genuine way even though mm -hmm. this particular new controller isn't for me there are plenty that have been for me and like they are doing such a fantastic job this generation with different exclusive controllers and constantly i will say that kind of does negate their sustainability efforts a little bit like if you're producing more even though these are limited runs special edition things usually it does it's like oh you're making more when you don't necessarily have to but also i like them it's it's that hard you know consumerism push yeah. of like well here's more but we did it nicer so it's like at least they are trying to do some things that that do treat the earth better so I don't yeah. know. 
I'm a that sucker is, for limited editions, though. <laughs> so. That is rough, but maybe maybe it's because they are converting the older controllers that they do have and making ah, yeah. it into this. So yeah. I think I think maybe it is like reducing overall, but still, it it doesn't seem like it because we're just seeing like these things. We're just like, oh my god, I need them. <laughs> I so need this stacks. Yeah, yeah. I will say though, um, having extra controllers tied to specific places is really handy. And that's all I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Okay, this one, the solar ship, this is tied to my PC. Then I have one specifically for the Xbox in my living room. Then I have another one for the Xbox in my bedroom. Then I have one for the office that's just for me so no one else can use it. Oh my god. And then I have one for travel. But a lot of these are actually just the ones that came with, like, my Xboxes, so. I know, yeah. That's not the point. You still have use for them. Yeah. But there's use for them. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Also, I know some people, especially some of our listeners, have like really cool walls of their Xbox controllers that have like collected, like in their <gasps> game room or something, oh. where they're they're just really nice to display. And honestly, who doesn't want to have a good stylish outfit? And you're out on the go, you're traveling, <laughs> you pull out your tablet or whatever it is, you're streaming your game, and you pull out a cool controller that matches your outfit. <laughs> you look so cool it. right there now. If you've ever done that, I want you to know I'm so proud of you, and you're awesome. <laughs> I do have a story. I one time I was traveling and I was going to stay with my parents for a bit. So I brought my Xbox One and it was in my suitcase and like TSA pulled me over and they're like, what is this? Mm, What is this? And like, I didn't have enough money to get like the custom controller. So I got like the little um, vinyl sticker thing. It was like a galaxy. I put that on my Xbox One. It was like a nice little bundle. I did that. And then the guy was like, oh, is this an Xbox? What games do you play? So I had to prove (laughs) my gamer card to him. But anyways. (laughs) But I did like it because I was also wearing Galaxy leggings that day, and I was like, "Oh, I match." So, yeah, so stylish, Stella. Oh, thank you. But yeah, exactly. I love being able to customize your things to match what you want, especially in your home. It's nice. So, also speaking of customizing, I think Taylor was going to really like the story. I'm so glad we have like a Taylor centric episode. It makes me so happy. Yes. So, cheaper <laughs> Xbox storage cards are on the way. So, this was reported on by The Verge. Yeah, she's so happy. <laughs> um. So Xbox is getting ready to make new expandable storage options from other manufacturers, which is pretty huge. So there was a new Western Digital one terabyte expansion card for the Xbox Series X and S console that was spotted early on Best Buy. It's been taken off the site, but when they did see it, it was priced at $179.99. And it's the first time that we've seen an Xbox expandable storage that's not manufactured by Seagate. So... Uh, Microsoft originally launched Xbox expandable storage cards nearly three years ago when the Xbox Series S and X did launch. And these were priced at, these were one terabyte cards that were priced at $219.99 and it was manufactured by Seagate. So Seagate's really expensive and actually Western Digital is pretty good too from my knowledge, but we'll we'll go to Taylor who can break everything down. but yeah, the, the the Western Digital one that they were looking at is the C50 one terabyte expansion card, which is $40 less than the Seagate model. So it's still, it's pretty great, but this is the first time that they've expanded outside of a manufacturer. So we don't have any details on when pre-orders are going to be. That listing has been taken down. But Taylor, what do you make of this news? First off, thank God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think... Xbox Series X and S owners out there are probably relieved when they saw that Tom Warren reported on that. Shout out to Tom. Hey, bud. But yeah, I just, yeah, I they're expensive. I don't own one. Uh, I was like, I, I, I just don't see a point in having one right now, especially since, you know, when I'm mostly playing on my Series X or S, 
it's for exclusives and i was like i'm sh definitely not paying 220 dollars for a one terabyte storage expansion card that's just crazy i i know i'm looking at best buy right now and i do see that that seagate one on is sale. on sale right now for 190 dollars so i was like that's that's great it's also still 190 dollars <laughs> yeah, that is still storage yeah yeah compare that to the one that we saw from western digital that was also a terabyte and that was 180 dollars when it was up there and i don't know i like the design of that more I, I cannot explain to it. It just speaks to me. But although I will I say, like I think that the Seagate cards, they definitely look like they fit more. Like, they look like a first-party, like, mm. product. It looks like right. something that could fit right in on the Series X. And then when I when you look at the, the Western Digital one, I was like, yeah, it definitely sticks out a bit. But that's not the point. They're, you're, they're on the rear of the console. You're not going to really see them unless you're really out there looking for them. <laughs> but I, I hope that when this does come out, I hope that also in the future we'll get more companies like i'd like to see samsung make one uh just because you only have one option compare that to the playstation 5 where it's like yeah you have to open up your your console and install it and you feel like a doctor trying to do some surgery but you have so you have a plethora of options for ssds that you could choose I'm from uh, and <laughs> and, then, then with, and then with xbox yeah it's proprietary and you, but it's also easier you just plug that sucker back in and bam you're done but it's also expensive. And you also have Seagate as your only option. And granted, they did offer 512 gigabytes and a two terabyte after the fact, like what, like two years later or something like that. But but they are still expensive. I'm just, it's, we need more options. I, I, I like choice. Choice is good. Choice helps make the market a lot more competitive. So I hope these come out sooner. I might actually buy one even though I don't really need one, but I just I just was like, wow, I have options now. And also too, I really like Western Digital's products. And the Western the WD Black series, which that it looks like that from that listing, that's what it looks like it's gonna be. Those are just really like the They're WD cool. Black series yeah. is just really it's cool and I think those products just perform really well. I'm very excited. I hope they make more of them. I hope this comes out soon. This will really relieve a lot of people, myself included, but we'll see. I, I would like to know what y'all think about this. I think you guys have similar sentiment of how I feel, but I don't know, do you? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let Miranda go first. I never buy expandable storage. <laughs> I just delete my games. I just delete it and re-download it if I play it again. Don't hoard your games. Just, just save your money. I don't know. No, some of those games are pretty big. Like Listen, Call of Duty is getting bigger by the year. That, okay, I will that is delete true. it. I will delete it and download it again. Okay. <laughs> if I have to, I will. I pay enough for my internet. Actually, I have really good internet, and I have uh, what's it called? The fancy one, fiber. I have fiber. Oh, so if I download it again, I'm okay. Which is, is a new new thing. But even before I had that, I'm just gonna delete it. I'm cheap, okay? <laughs> like, I, you know what I can buy with $200? A lot of things. You buy a lot so, of games with those. You can buy a lot of limited edition Xbox controllers exactly. with that, buddy. Why yeah. am I going to download these games I'm not going to play? That's and then true. I'm gonna be like, I think, I think uh, for, for things that do have, like, very limited storage, so, like, back in the day with the Nintendo DS or something, because it mm. did have such limited, I would buy that. But also, since it wasn't using a proprietary sort of method of storage, and it was just general storage that you could get anywhere, it's a lot cheaper to get that. Whereas with this, it it's understand, well, partially understandably why it's so much more expensive, because these cards only fit one thing, right? They only fit the Xbox Series consoles. That's it. And so the, I could see that's probably why it's marked up so much compared to other storage at the equivalent like speed and size of like a terabyte or whatever it may be. 
but seeing that i'm like this is a great <laughs> option but i'm not going to do it yeah <laughs> i will delete my games and i will download them again so Taylor, I'm going to ask a dumb question that I'm pretty sure other people will have questions about as well. Is there a different way to increase storage on your Xbox aside from this slot? Like, can you plug in like a, a USB expansion? So you can plug in because it's, I'm glad that you asked that actually, Stella, because I actually do have that on my Series X because uh, there was a bunch of older games that I had stored on my Xbox One X okay. that I put on that hard drive because, and then I transferred them over to that, but you can't store newer games. So Series X and S mm -hmm. games, you can't store them on there, as if I recall. I can't remember if it was that you could store them on there, but you couldn't play them, but I know that you just can't play them natively on that. Like, you need an SSD, and no, you can't just, like, get a portable SSD and use that either <laughs> because Xbox is using proprietary method of just like of storage so you can use it but it's really mostly for storing so again like when i want to play for example if i want to play any of the original xbox games or if i want to play xbox one era game more often than not i'm not storing it natively on my series x i am putting it on my external hard drive and storing Ooh. it through that okay that's smart. So that's that's like one way to do like older games, but not current yes. games. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least there's still that avenue, which is really nice for me. I like, like Miranda. I have not run into the problem of running out of space on my Xbox, mostly because I do split the games between my PC and Xbox. So I have a really good balance going right now. Um, but the bigger games I do put on my Xbox, but Xbox Series X, honestly, I remember struggling so hard to keep all my games on my Xbox One because the storage was so limited and I didn't have money to do an expansion. So. I don't know, the Xbox Series X, like, it does a great job of opening up so much space. Like, I have not even hit, like, halfway. And I have quite a few games on there. I'd have to check, but, like, I have Wolong. I have Apex there because console friends. I have, like, um, um, oh, my God. Oh, so many other games. I don't remember. <laughs> but, yeah, like, pretty much all the Game Pass games that I want to try, and those are not small Um Oh, I still have Ninja Gaiden that I need to play. I've told Brian that I will play. <laughs> yeah, all like that. So there's like different stuff on there. And I'm like, oh, I haven't even like hit halfway. So it's great for me. I don't need an expansion, but you know, I know there are a lot of players who do exclusively play on the Xbox who probably do need that space. So I'm glad that there's gonna be something significantly cheaper. Um yeah. that, that sale for 190 is great, but that's basically two hundred dollars in my opinion. So may yeah. as well just go get a Steam Deck. I am more curious to know what other storage configurations that western digital will offer because uh, especially like if it's a 512 i i want to know specifically how much a 512 gigabyte will cost i uh just because oh. when you look at the price of the what like the one for the for seagate I, I can't even remember off the top of my head but i was like even when i looked at that price i was like that's too much <laughs> even on yeah. like i think it was on sale when i saw it but i was like i think it was on sale at walmart or something where uh, it was like 99 dollars and oh it's out of stock what a shocker oh. um but <laughs> i was like it's like 99 dollars. oh it's usually 140 dollars for 512 games i was like that's too much money i was like that's a lot yeah. of money yeah my, that price... yeah sorry go ahead my chaos idea is if you just save a little bit more you can get a refurbished Xbox Series S from GameStop. I'm seeing this price right now for $229. So instead, just buy another Xbox. It's fine. <laughs> just get a second one. Just kidding. Yeah, see, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, look, if you can do it, problem solved. But no. yeah. <laughs> or you can do what I do is get a Series S and then get an X screen. And then there you go. There's your airport buddy right there. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually curious, Taylor, in terms of things that have come out for Xbox accessories, this like storage cards and everything included, what has been your favorite thing? Oh, the X screen. Even though it's yeah. only for okay. the Series S. I was like, 
easily the series. But if I had to do something that was for both, I would probably say, I'd probably say that the Razor um, charging stand, just because oh. that's more practical. It's more, I mean, I, I feel like, I know there was a next-gen console watch episode I did recently where I think I said rec I recommended the storage expansion card, if only because storage is limited and assuming that most people are buying one console in their household and they're playing all their games on that. I was like, yeah, this this is a more, like, this makes more sense to get. But if I had to say something that's more, like, baseline and something I personally like more that isn't oh, the X-Screen so because cool. <laughs> it's so cool. I love this. It's, it's, it's so nice. Uh, again, like... You can only use it on Series S. That's my favorite one for the Series S. But if I had to say for both the Series X and S, that that charging stand that Razer makes, just because you can charge your controller on it, you don't have to worry about constantly recharging your battery. Like it just it just makes sense. Like it just it just it makes sense. I was like, there's no reason why you shouldn't get this. <laughs> cool. And what did you give? You reviewed both, right? Uh, so I did review the X screen. I don't think we do st we review storage stuff, but yes, I, I did. Uh, what did I? I think I gave it a seven. Now that I think about oh, it, cool. I, okay. I, I like it. It's a good product. I I had a couple of like criticisms for it. Um, I know a lot of people were a little shocked that it could only like the screen or the display was like 1080p. But I was like, let's be honest. If you're buying a Series S for <laughs> like for anything but what it's intended to do, I don't I don't know what to tell you. But mm -hmm. it's it's very convenient. I when you put it on. Like, if you look at it right now and watch me playing it, like, it, it looks like it, it actually is with the Series S. Like, this yeah. looks like a, a first-party product. I think they did a really great job with the design. It's very simple, very straightforward. Uh, but, you know, I also thought the volume on the speakers was a little, eh, it was okay. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was like, you definitely, I was like, personally, I think you'll want to put it, like, put on a headset and, like, listen to your audio that way just because the speakers leave a little to be desired. But overall, like, 7 out of 10, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's a, it's a good product. Like if you have a Series S and you really want to make this the ultimate travel companion, uh, just get that. <laughs> Honestly, I would say when I was a kid, this would have been so handy. So I have three other siblings, <laughs> and we're like almost always like fighting each other for access to the console <laughs> or the TV or something. And so often, that's one of the reasons I'm such a big like Nintendo like handheld kid is because I would just go off and play my handheld games instead because you don't have to fight over it. Um, but having something like this would be so convenient. I mean, obviously there's other ways you can stream Xbox games now. Kids have it. Kids have so many options these days. I know. But yeah. it's good for them. I'm so happy. We love progress. We love technology. Uh, but this is like a, a, a pretty handy way. I don't think I would go out of my way, of course, to buy like a, a screen and an Xbox Series S for this. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, when you when you factor in like I, it was two hundred like two hundred fifty dollars for the or something. I think it was three hundred. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know the price of that, or maybe it was two hundred. I just know that when I looked at that price, I was like, that seems a little steep for a console that is like two hundred fifty dollars. I was like, mm -hmm. and when you buy both of those, I'm also just going, just go buy a Series X. But again, like <laughs> this product is designed for a certain part. Oh yeah, I did give it a seven, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> I couldn't remember off the top of my head, so I was like, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be firm and say, "Oh, I absolutely gave this a eight and then turn around <laughs> and give it a seven. I'm so I'm glad that we cleared the air on that. But uh, it's it was designed for a certain type of person. I was like, if you fit that mold, absolutely get it. So like for me, I was like, you know what, I will. I would love to have something with me because sometimes I want to play video games. Maybe I don't want to stream on my phone. Maybe yeah. I want a little bit of a bigger screen. Maybe I want some more screen real estate. So yeah. in this instance, for what I want to do with my Series S and what it offers, I was like, yes, this was like a no-brainer for me personally. So Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, and, and Miranda brought up a good point that there are so many products for every need now, which is great. Like gaming has just expanded, it has exploded, and it's great. And everyone can use whatever they want, which is great. You want to use uh, um, an expansion slot? That's great. You want to use a new recycled controller? Go for it. You know, there's so many different things out there now, and I'm, it makes me really glad. Um, I love that games are much more approachable now. Um, but I think we are actually at the end of our show, which was very much a idea at Xbox and tech related show, but I think that's fine. So it's I want to talk about, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go around. I'm going to start with Taylor and talk about, well, what game are you playing right now and where can people find you in your socials? Yeah, so I am currently playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. I am on my fourth playthrough. I, I, I you know, I just feel like wow. I should just say it now. No, easily Resident Evil 4 Remake is my game of the year. I, I was like, I was, I was thinking, I was like, I don't know, Dead Space. And I know Starfield's not out yet. I was like, we still got, <laughs> we still got a, a lot more months mm -hmm. to go here. But, but I, I, when I think of a game that I've played multiple times, like this Resident Evil 4 Remake this year alone was, I was like, yeah, I've played this game wow. more than twice. I was like, I was like, there's no way this isn't my game of the year. <laughs> And also, I just really love Resident Evil, but y'all already do that. <laughs> uh, but you guys, uh, if anybody wants to follow me on the socials, it's Tay Nixter. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and Miranda? I have been playing Minecraft and also reading a lot. <laughs> what else? I feel like I started, oh, I restarted playing Dishonored 2. That's the other <gasps> game that I've been playing. So just been digging into Game Pass, basically. Yes. Um, but yeah, I have some actually a lot of written stuff coming up this month because if you guys haven't seen redfall is our ign first so last week i was very fortunate to go to texas to arcane austin and got to go play some redfall and do a ton of interviews so we have a lot of exclusive gameplay um some cool trailers some other interviews and of course written stuff coming up so please keep tuned to that i'm working very hard on getting this all done so Please read it. I'm writing so much lately. It's really cool. I have some other stuff coming up this week that I think you guys might like as well. And you can follow me at Havoc Rose, and that's Havoc with a K on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and basically everywhere else. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited to see all this stuff because yes. you're working on things that I am like specifically interested in. So I'm like, yes, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Parallax Stella everywhere. Um, I am working. Oh, I. I am also playing through Resident Evil 4 Remake. I have a shirtless Leon mod because I am a degenerate <laughs> and it is amazing. It makes the most serious scenes like just absolutely stupid. It's so great. Um, but also I actually write, I wrote the unlocked column this week, which is coming out, I think either tonight or tomorrow. I think it's Thursdays, but, um, and I wrote about why remakes are great for the gaming um world right now because i i actually got this comment on twitter where someone was like oh how why did you miss out on this game and how what other great games did you miss out on and i'm like oh you know what i can write an article on this because again gaming is has exploded and i love that so many more people can enjoy the same games that like we may have missed out on as kids so um please read that when it comes out tomorrow and yeah that was podcast unlocked episode 589 hopefully next week we have the whole crew together except for dustin who's still out on baby duty but soon yeah soon he will come back we little need bam. our bams yeah bam and little bam <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well thank you so much taylor miranda and super producer red this was podcast unlocked episode 589 and we'll see you next week
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.